another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I have a, a special guest with me. Uh, you're going to hear her later in the episode. But um, I interviewed my sister where we talked about uh, her wellness journey, her hair journey, and some of the things that she's been working on. It was a really cool uh, conversation. So I'm going to pop that interview in for the thought of the week. Um, and so let's just get into it. Um, this week has been a really weird, weird week for me. Um, this was my dad's birthday just passed my late dad. And, uh, this coming week is his death anniversary. And so, um, you know, I was pretty, I've been pretty sad this week, um, more than I have in previous years. And so I'm not sure why he's so on my mind this year, but, um, I had to take some days off work just to kind of just give some mental health days and, do a little bit of self-care to kind of get through that. And so that's kind of what I've been doing right now. Um, and I don't know, uh, this year has just been really tough in general. So I've just been trying to remain as positive as possible and um, try not to focus on, you know, things that I can't control. Uh, but I'm still allowing myself to just feel whatever it is that I'm feeling. So that's what I've had going on this week, y'all. All right, so let's just jump into uh, Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I wanted to uh, do a reflection. Right now we're in August, which is crazy. And so this year is almost over. We're coming to, you know, going into fall pretty soon. And uh, with that, I want us to think about the goals that we set at the beginning of the year, even though I'm sure this year hasn't gone the way anybody envisioned. It's been pretty crazy. But I still want you to do a reflection and think about the things that you still could be working on or things that you're coming to a completion on. I'm pretty much almost done with my reading goal. I'm really close actually. So I'm probably going to go, I'm probably going to surpass it. So I'm really excited about that. I've been spending a lot of time reading lately. Um, it's just kind of been helping me get my mind off things. And so that's been really nice. So I've been, um, you know, excited about that, but whatever your goals were, just reflect on them if you feel like, you know, it's things that you could be doing more, go ahead and do more and finish the year strong. So that's what I have for Motivational Monday. For my Black Excellence this week, I wanted to salute uh, Kyrie Irving. I thought it was really cool. He committed to um, pay, uh, I think he committed $1.5 million um, to the WBA players that either sat out due to COVID or that sat out to work on social injustices. Um You've seen some of the bigger, some of the bigger stars um, in WBA. Some of them have sat out due to, you know, they have medical issues and things like that to where they were afraid to go to the bubble and uh, in regards to, to COVID, which is understandable. And then also um, we've seen for the past uh, what, two or three years now, Maya Moore, who's like the star of the WBA, uh, she sat out um, for social injustice. And it's been a, a few of them that's kind of been, you know, wanting to focus on what we're, what we have going on right now. So that's, um, you know, honorable and it's, it's nice to see that he, you know, committed to pay their salaries. A lot of times when it comes to, um, I think now you're starting to see more of a cohesiveness with some of the players, you know, as far as like their support with the NBA, I support the NBA, you know, um, I watch the games and all that. And, um, you know, it's just nice to see someone do, um, this act of kindness. So Kyrie Irving is my black excellence this week. All right. So I told you guys that I have an interview with my sister, um, for the thought of the week and I don't have many hot topics. So let's just jump into them and just go over some stuff. All right. So the big news that I had this week that made me really hype, 
uh, Netflix, they acquired the rights to seven um, black sitcoms. So that includes Moesha, The Game, Sister, Sister, Girlfriends, The Parkers, Half and Half, and One on One. So I plan to watch um, from the beginning Girlfriends for sure. And I think I'm going to revisit Moesha. So I'm really excited about this because I've been w- like wondering and waiting for them to, you know, Hulu had um, Different World and Living Single that I, that I watched religiously. So I'm really excited about, um, you know, these shows coming back on as well. Uh, and, and I'm excited for like some of the younger kids to be able to see, you know, some of these amazing shows that, you know, uh, they haven't um, been able to see, and it's not many, um, you know, there's not many, uh, black shows right now in general on TV, like, you know, sitcoms like that, like, like how it was before. So I'm really excited about that. I thought that was really cool news. Last week, I meant to tell you guys, um, that Michelle Obama was coming out with a podcast. It's on spot. It's on Spotify. And, um, I listened to the first episode this week. It was with, um, president Barack Obama and, uh, it was good. Uh, they dropped so many gems and so many nuggets. And it, and what I liked about it was that it just seemed like they were just, just sitting there kicking and just having a conversation with them. I would love to be on the fly on the wall and just see what their, what their, uh, kitchen table conversations are. So, um, I'm really excited about the podcast. I know she said that she's going to have like her mom on there, her brother on there. Like she's going to basically just be doing interviews with people, some people from the, um, the white house, people from her staff. So, um, so Yeah. Uh, that's probably going to be, that's probably now my new favorite podcast that I will definitely be listening to every week. Um, but the first episode is out. So definitely check that out if you, um, you know, want something to listen to, but it was a really cool, um, just interaction. It just seemed like, you know, just, just two people, you know, having a conversation. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, black is King came out. Um, that was Beyonce's, uh, uh, visual album for Lion King. And I'm gonna tell you, I stayed, stayed off of Twitter, off social media on Friday because I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it yet. I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna try to watch it before, you know, I have to record so I can talk about it. And, um, finally got around to watching it Friday night and, uh, it, it was dope. It was dope. Like I read some of the criticisms with it just about like, how Beyonce was trying to, um, like basically saying like she was trying to like steal, you know, African culture and things like that. I I think it's kind of weird, you know, when people make statements like that, because, um, when I watched it, um, I didn't feel that way. It was, it was so much just like blackness and just celebrating like every skin color and just, um, yeah, it was beautiful. I thought, I thought it was very beautiful. The one thing I can say, I don't know her team around her, and who does like, I know like the lemonade, um, uh, Melinda Masuka, the one that uh, the director that did, um, Queen of Slim, she did lemonade. I'm not sure who did this one. Um, but they did a phenomenal job. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful, um, visual album. Um, and I loved it. So I definitely suggest you, you know, I'm sure everybody probably has already watched it by now, but if you haven't, um, it's definitely a, it's definitely really nice and really pretty. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed it. And not even because I'm a, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. Like I just, you know, it was great in my opinion. Um, all right. So let's see. I don't think I have, any, oh, I have one more thing just to get into some mess. 
So, um, you know, I've been talking to you guys about the whole, uh, Meg Thee Stallion thing with, with Tory Lanez and I don't really know much. We still don't really know much in regards to what exactly happened, but, um, I know in some news this week, um, so Drea, um, she, uh, she went onto a podcast where she was making comments and kind of like talked in jest about like, she said something on the likes of like, um, I want to find me a love like that, that, you know, has somebody wanting, wanting to shoot me or in the feet or something like that. Like it was really stupid and really just kind of like tone deaf. And so because of that, um, she was dropped from being an ambassador for Fenty. And a lot of people were like, they felt like Rihanna was being kind of cruel, but I don't think so because I think it's kind of tone deaf considering like, you know, um, Rihanna was in one of like the biggest, you know, domestic violence type situations like, you know, and, um, and who knows what all happened inside of like her and Chris Brown relationship and things like that. And so I think it was kind of just like, um, to me, it just seemed like it was like an obvious thing that, um, she probably would get dropped because talking about, and even if you're saying it in jest, I think laughing at a woman or making light of domestic violence, if this was dom- domestic violence, which is, it seems like it's, is something, I mean, he still shot her. So some kind of level of that, I think is just kind of disgusting. And as a woman, as a black woman, like, why would you even joke about that? That's one thing that I don't understand with any of this. Like whether we know the story or not, I just don't get like how any of this is funny. And it's just sometimes when I see stuff like this, like I just remind myself like how the world can just be so cruel. And I, and I hate that because I just wish that we would just be more kind to each other in general. Um, so yeah, but that's all I have for, um, for hot topics. I think it wasn't really much really going on. I mean, I got my NBA back and I'm excited. So I've been up a lot of these nights watching WBA and NBA games and I'm very happy about it. And I'm hoping everybody, uh, continue to, um, stay safe. I think they get COVID testing, like they have daily COVID testing. So right now everybody's still, you know, COVID free in the bubble. So I hope everybody remains in the bubble. Um, so we can finish this season out and, um, yeah, that's all I have for hot topics. So let's just go into the thought of the week. Today for my thought of the week, I'm joined by my sister, Montrese Wall. Uh, we're going to have a chat on wellness. And so let's just get into it. Uh, say hello, Montrese. Hey guys. Hello. Okay. So my sister, she is a lifestyle uh, blogger. She has a um, natural hair page and a wellness page with her husband, as well as uh, a YouTube channel as well. And so I wanted to kind of just ask her some questions in regards to her personal journey and uh, talk a little bit of wellness today. So Montrese, what was your hair journey and and why did you um, go natural? So I feel like that my natural hair journey was a really great pivotal time for me. Um, I was at a place with my relaxed hair where I was one tired of getting my hair relaxed and I started to see more women with curly hair. And I thought to myself, well, I really want my hair to look like that. And I think one of my best friends at the time, she was natural. So I decided to 
do the chop. And I feel like that it's something that really empowered me because I relied so heavily on my relaxed hair. Um, I had to create a workout regimen around my hair. And overall, I just felt like I hid behind my hair. And I think that it was a great decision that I made. And I'm really happy that I made that choice. I remember when you had, well, you said you were going to cut your hair and then you like you had, um, did the big chop. I was, I was actually really surprised. I can't really remember my reaction at the time because it's been so long ago now, but I know I was really surprised. My sister had very, very long hair and, uh, you know, she cut it all the way down to um, a little mini fro. So it was interesting when it first happened. So I think that I shocked myself because nobody thought I would do something like that because my hair, I felt like was who I was. And I don't know. I just felt like that, that it was something that I really wanted to do. I've never took a risk like that. And I actually surprised um, my boyfriend at the time, husband now, but I surprised him and he was really mad at me, but I actually felt really great about it because it's something I never thought that I would do. And I just relied so much of my prettiness, quote unquote, on my hair that I decided to take that dive in. Yeah, it was great. I was really surprised myself, actually. I, I really was shocked. But after you do it, you just feel so free. Yeah, I agree. Why do you think that natural hair is being embraced now more than you see it before? Because I think that natural hair is being embraced is because I think natural hair is amazing. I think that you can be who you are without disrupting the character of your hair. I really think that it's versatile. And I think you see so many people out there doing it. I think back in the day, I think with relaxed hair, people went to like, I guess moms because it was easy, but now it's just mainstream. It's something that you commonly see. And I mean, it's your hair that grows out of your head. So I feel like why not embrace it? Because it's, who you are and I feel like you know relaxers I get are for some people but I feel like I mean why do it if your hair naturally grows curly or however it grows and you should embrace it and be who you are yeah I agree I feel like a lot of times people feel like um they can't do it uh for whatever reason like how you said that you know you never thought you were going to do it and you know you relied so much on your um you know, when you had your long hair. And so I think some people just feel like they can't do it or they see like, you know, so many people with, you know, the different um, weaves and things like that. Like, you know, so I think they want to have long hair. And so a lot of times people think like they're going to be ugly or something like that. Like I have locks and I know, you know, when I uh, first started um, my journey, this is me twice having a lock journey. Um, and I need to get out of the habit of saying it, like you go through the ugly phase because, you know, you really, there is no ugly phase, you know, it's just you, um, you know, basically embracing your hair. And so when I did it this time, my journey was completely different, uh, with the way I went into it, my thought processes towards it, my reasoning for wanting to do it. And, um, and you knew what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, already just kind of like in, like, I, I'm already just like locked in with it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, the, the first time though, uh, I felt like, um, oh my God, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, you know, wanting to put on a hat and things like that. And the second go around, I wasn't like that. So I don't know. I think it's, um, I think it can be a daunting thing when you, when you make changes like that. Um, like, especially with your hair. Um, so let me ask you when considering like a big chop 
or even just going natural in general, um, what are things that you think people should consider? I think that people should consider on if they're going to do a big chop or if they're going to transition their hair. Um, I think that people should do the research now because it's so many tools out there that you can find before big chopping because you don't have to actually be up. You can wear protective styles. You can transition. You can clearly cut off the relaxed portion, but I would find a stylist, a hairdresser. That's who I went to. I went to somebody who knew what they were doing because I had no clue how to cut my hair off. I didn't want my hair to be uneven. So I would find a natural hairstylist that you feel comfortable with and let them know what you're needing. Um, I would also just know that when you are doing your hair, like when you are um, doing your own hair, that it's a lot of work. Now there are natural hair stylists, but that was one of the reasons why I cut my relaxed hair because I was tired of going to the hairstylist and I was tired of giving my money to someone doing my hair. I don't have the patience. I never really liked the hair salon. So I felt like the natural route was better for me because I can do it myself. I can save money. And I would also just have the understanding that it's a lot of upkeep. It's something where you're going to have to create that regimen. You're going to have to make sure you have the right products. And you just want to already have that understanding that it's something that you're going to have to take care of because you're no longer depending on somebody, not unless you want to, but for me, I didn't want to. You're not depending on somebody to do your hair for you. It's something that you're going to have to do and you're going to have to upkeep your own hair. So when you had said that, um, like transitioning, you're just basically saying when you go from the, the relaxed hair to natural? Yeah, when you transition, you are not cutting your relaxed ends off. That's what I did at the beginning. And I had no clue about the two different textures. Like I still had my curly hair from my root coming in, but I also have the relaxed hair on the bottom of my hair, the ends. So you have two totally different textures. How a product holds to your roots is different from how it holds to your ends. So I didn't have the understanding. And I remember one time I was walking to class, I did a twist out, didn't even know about gel at the time. Like I didn't know about gel. So I think I just twisted my hair with product. It was August, 90 degree weather, walking on campus. I started the day with kind of my, my curls were okay. But the end of the day, and I had to go to work like after, my hair looked a mess because my hair turned into a huge frizz, puffy ball because I didn't know about gels. I didn't know about just anything. So I was just, I had two textures in my hair. I didn't, I'm walking campus and as the day got, went on, my hair got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't have a ponytail. I went to work looking crazy. So after that, that day, I kind of went into figuring out, okay, what do I need to do to tame my frizz? I just had to, you just have to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, transitioning. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, transitioning is not for everyone, but I think transitioning is also good for people that don't feel comfortable just going in, cutting all their hair off because not everybody just wants to be bald. Not everybody wants to just cut all their hair off. So transitioning is good for people that still want to keep their limp, but you have to know that you're dealing with two different textures. Yeah. And I think, and I don't like when I see people, I'm not gonna say I don't like it, but I feel like sometimes people try to hold on to like their long hair and when that transitioning period is rough and I'm like, I in my mind, I'm thinking like, just cut it off and just start from scratch. 
Because a it lot of times rough. people don't know what they have going on. Like how like <clears throat> you kind of researched and you kind of look at looked at what to do. Like I know when I was um when I was in between locks and I I was natural um you know with my afro for like what five years and um, I was a lazy natural. It wasn't for me because I just I think I'm like how you were a lazy natural. I was. Like, I agree. I was. Mm-hmm. And how you're a person that's like I I'll do my hair like even now I don't I don't really refresh my locks probably the way I should and like I rather go um pay to get mine done so I'm still a lazy natural but it's also good that you know that you also know that you knew that so I think the lock journey is is great for you I mean you it's not a lot of upkeep you have to go to the hairstylist I don't know how often you go but you don't have to deal with your hair daily you can still get styles you can still treat your hair but you don't have to constantly keep manipulating it and that's why locks also grow fast because you're not bothering it. So I think the lock journey was really good for you. Yeah, it was. Um, all right. So to finish up talking about our hair talk, what's your favorite black products? So currently I have a lot, but I think I got it down to like three or four. So I love my organics. Um, I like Camille Rose Naturals, Kinky Curly, and Eden Body. I have a lot more, but I can't really think of them now. But my top tier favorites right now is Myla Organic. I really like her um, her journey. She started out in her garage and she went from the garage to the stores. And I like Camille Rose Naturals. I just like products that has really healthy botanical ingredients in it. It's not too harsh on the hair and it has growing properties in it. So those are just a few. Um, I also like True Beautiful, I think it's called, and Naturalicious. I have a whole line. I can list them all, but yeah, those are just my top ones. I really, really like Mild Organics. I like brands that really have a meaning behind it, and I like when their brands, like, they mean something. Like, Mild Organics, um, her daughters created her her name, so I, I like when they have meanings, and yeah, those are my favorites. Okay. All right, I'm going to... Um... I'll add those products to the notes just in case anybody wanted to know um, which products she was talking about. So when this is over my trees, just um, give me those. Oh, you know what? Okay, let me add Natural 85. Although I haven't tried, I haven't tried her products yet because I have knotless braids in, but Natural 85 has really grown so much. Like her, her brand name is Melanin Beauty or Melanin, I think, but I really like her brand because she started from just as a YouTube creator and she created her own natural hair brand. So, and it has really taken off. So that's another really, really great brand. She has a leave-in, she has a cream or a conditioner and she has an oil blend. So I really want to try that one. Okay. Well, make sure you, you give me that and I can add it to the notes so people can um, look at those products. Um, Matrice also has, a, um, she has a, youtube page where she um reviews the products too so i'm gonna we're gonna list that at the end too but um should definitely check that out so recently um you and jamonte you started vlogging and creating workout videos and kind of doing a i guess it would be like a wellness um type blog um what inspired that and just tell us a little bit about it yes so uh, me and boo aka jamonte my husband we created Huawei wellness it is a wellness brand that we decided to do because wellness is so important to us it's something that we really practice daily 
and wellness we mean mentally physically emotionally we make sure that we try our best to take care of our body inside and out every single day we are very big on what we eat we're very huge on clean eating drinking our water um we try to eat as clean as possible not saying that we don't we definitely have our days where we do but we try to practice yoga we try to just practice mental stability as well as physical and just making sure you're good inside and out physically and emotionally so it's something that we have always practiced and i'm not saying i don't see a lot of people out here but i feel like our age and being african-american being a married couple you don't always see people practicing those type of behaviors around us so it's just something that we it's natural to us because we've been practicing it for so long We've been without meat for almost, I think, eight years or seven years. We gave it up in 2013. Um, so, you know, we get the question all the time, like, how do you do it? What do you eat? So we just wanted to document it. And we love eating healthy. We love working out. So it's just something for one person that feels like it can be a task. It's something natural to us. So we just wanted to show others what we do. And hopefully that people can, you know, look at what we do and practice it themselves and want to work on themselves to be better. Yeah. I mean, it's inspiring. I, I try to, um, I try to eat as clean as possible, but I still haven't given up meat. I I want to sometimes, but then I love my chicken wings. And so I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to give it up, but I I do try to eat as clean as possible. And and when I look at y'all, um, I think y'all have kind of got fallen into a routine where this is just y'all norm and your routine. And so, um, I think it's easier for, uh, you guys to make this, um, like basically live this lifestyle. Uh, and I think for some people, I think it might be difficult just because a lot of people aren't good with change and just trying to do different things. Um, so that, that could be, you know, why you see some people like, kind of like always asking you guys questions or, you know, but I think that a lot of people aren't good with change. I agree. I'm not good with change either. But if it's going to be a change that's going to benefit me, benefit us, that's going to be great for you health-wise. Like, I have such a fear of, like, going to the hospital for something that I just, I would never want to go to the hospital for something that I could have prevented. Like, if it's a heart failure, a heart congestion, like, if, it, if I fell down the steps and I, I cracked my ankle, okay, I get that I have to go there. But health-wise, I just think that it's something that's needed. Like, you can't just eat 50 burgers every day and not think that something won't happen to you. So it's something where you have to just, and I'm not saying you have to just eat clean, be vegan, be vegetarian, eat your meat, but make sure that you have a balanced diet also with it. I think it's just, it's important to have the knowledge of it. And it's a change that's very important to your health and your mindset and how far you're going to live life. And also, um, I wanted to piggyback on one of the things you said, like, I think sometimes, and me and you have this conversation a lot, uh, when we talk about like, um, why do people continue to do the same behaviors, like, even though they know that it may be bad for them, like, you know, especially, um, you know, you see people like diabetes per, per se, and they still, um, you know, still eating bad things or still, you know, continuing the same behaviors, even though the, their doctor literally told them, you need to change these things to live. I never understood that. I don't personally get that either. Uh, why people, either. why people do that. Um, I mean, you know, we saw it with our own father, you know, uh, why did he continue doing some of the things that, that he was doing? Like when ultimately you knew where it was, it was going to end, you know, with him passing. And so, um, I don't know. 
I don't get that. Cause if somebody told me, I know just me talking about my wellness journey, like, um, I've always been like, you know, athletic where, you know, I worked out and things like that, but I had a period in there where, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I had, I was doing bad habits. So I wasn't really working out. I smoked cigarettes for like five, six years. Uh, and so all these things, um, you know, end up being me, you know, when I was, when I was 27 and they told me that, uh, I was going to basically have high blood pressure. And so when you have high blood pressure, one, it runs in our family. And two, I was going to be on this medication for the rest of my life. And I was in my twenties. And that's what made me like completely turn my shit around. Like I stopped smoking started working out. I don't eat fast food like that. It's rare that I ever eat fast food. And so I started, you know, cooking more and things like that. And so that, that scared me enough to where I was like, okay, I need to, you know, get my shit together because I didn't want to be on any, I don't want to be on any medication that's necessary for me to live. And so when they mm-hmm. told me that, um, you know, I made changes and I lost weight. I lost, I think that year, 50 pounds uh, in a year and a half. And uh, so I've kind of just tried to maintain my weight and just kind of do like, you know, try to be as healthy as possible and like be more cognizant on the things that I'm doing. And it, and it took for somebody to tell me, we're going to put you on medication for me to be like, uh, no, I'm not going to get put on medication. And that's what made me turn turn around for myself because it scared me and I was young I was still in my 20s and I'm like no that's crazy well I think what one of the reasons that turned me around was one losing daddy he was definitely a part of my journey because we lost him in 2012 and I was I was still eating meat I, I gave up meat that next year after but I just know personally for myself that Losing him and I definitely created bad habits. I probably was depressed for like maybe three months after that. Could have been longer. Um, Not taking care of my body on the inside, gained weight and using food as a way to push through my emotions. And I don't know what it took for me to wake up, but I think, I think both of us, I think, yeah, it was a really bad path on my way too. I mean, it was crazy. You don't know yeah. how, you know, death and things like that, grieving affects you. Yeah, it was bad. So I think one of my friends at the time, one of my best friends, she was practicing vegetarianism and it was something that she was talking to me about. So I think after that, I just decided to get rid of it because it really, and I, okay, I have a love for animals, but I felt bad. I just felt terrible after I ate it. I, after I ate fast food, if it was a burger, like I gave a burger a long time ago, but I just felt every time I ate some sort of meat, I just, I felt away. My stomach didn't react to it. Chick-fil-A, I could not digest that sandwich. And I love Chick-fil-A. It was like a luxury to us at the time because we were younger and we couldn't really afford it. And it was expensive, but it's just my body didn't take well to us. I was listening to my body and I just said, I'm just going to scratch it. And I just, I slowly gave it like, take things, took things away out of my regimen. But then I, I will never forget October 5th, 2013 is when I, that, that was the day. That was the day that I, I went that, that way. And I, I've never looked back and I love it. Yeah. I was surprised that, uh, Jumante, uh, joined you because Jumante loved chicken wings. Yeah, he did. We ate Buffalo Wild Wings a lot, but he also did it because he was about to die. We were at IHOP and he, we love the chicken fajita omelets, love those omelets. So I didn't know at the time what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was still going to cook his meat. I, I thought I was going to be that person, but then I was like, nah, like 
I don't know if I was going to cook his food, but we were out to eat and then he got his omelet and they didn't cook the chicken all the way. And he literally went outside and threw up, he threw it up and then they gave us that food um, for free. And it was two months later and he was just like, okay, like I'm, I'm on board. I'm surprised too. I'm, I'm really surprised, but he was never, no, I don't want to say that. I was about to say he was never a meaty guy, but he was, he loved bacon burgers, yeah. loved bacon cheeseburgers. Like, so I'm shocked too, girl. And I he didn't know. chicken wings. So I was surprised because Jamante, he, we used to get it in together. And so, um, but it's cool. I mean, I think it's cool that you guys do it together. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, you know, was just, you know, like I, at first you adopted it and he didn't. And, you know, I think it's easier when you, when you have a partner that's doing the same it thing. Is. So it's so much easier, especially like. And the crazy like, part, he is healthier than me. So that's shocking. Like he could be vegan. He could be vegan and be fine, but he would lose too much weight. And I don't, I don't even know what, what, like how much that's just too much. Vegan food is, <laughs> it can be expensive, but I mean, he can eat. So yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Jumanji doesn't need to lose any more, any more weight. No, girl. He went vegetarian um, when he was on a row. He lost 20 pounds just yeah. by I remember eating no meat. It was crazy. So, no. Like, he needs a lot, a lot of protein to, um, keep, like, just sustain his body because he just burns so many calories, which I'd be jealous about. But, yeah, he's healthier than me. He could eat healthier than me, um, yeah. which is shocking because I started my journey before him. Yeah. All right. So, uh, one more question for you, Montrese. Um, so what is your self-care routine? My self-care routine for Montrese is I, now this might not be a normal one, but I couldn't say that I do yoga. I don't, I couldn't say that I meditate. I'm, I'm working on those things. Yoga, meditation, and reading books are things that I'm, I'm working on. And you know about my book journey. I am not a reader. I'm not a reader. I think audibles might be great for me. But my self-care routine is my time. I make sure every day, seven days a week, I go to a job eight hours a day. I make sure when I get home, I take my dog out and I do something for myself every single day. When I was in my 20s, I did not do that. I got on my couch. I was on my phone scrolling. Like My mental stability is very important to me and my physical stability. So I make sure I do something for myself every single day, whether it's eat, a healthy meal, uh, cook dinner, but mainly at this point, I'm just obsessed with working out. Working out for me is my outlet. It's my mental therapy. So I make sure that I work out every single day. If I can, I try five days a week and I love creating content. So if I'm not editing, I'm thinking about, you know, when you are an entrepreneur or a content creator, you need to think about what you're doing you know, today for tomorrow, you need to always be one step ahead of time. So I'm always constantly thinking about what can I do for this week or this week, planning something out, but I'm not a big yoga enthusiast. So I can't really say I do those things, but just creating that time for myself, is very important to me because I hate when my time is wasted and I want to get the most out of my day. So pretty much when I just want to make sure I do something for myself, whether it's just, you know, that's going to benefit me, that it's not just time is wasted yeah I, I i think um when you're busy like a busy person people don't understand when i when i when i make those statements and say like i don't want my time wasted because my mm-hmm. time at this point like every i feel like everything i'm doing mm-hmm. is important and so Very valuable um, yeah so you like 
when I tell people like, don't waste my time, like, please don't, because I could be doing something else that I, mm. that I, that I need, mm-hmm. that I need to be doing, you know? Yes. And, um, so I think when it comes to self-care, you know, um, just doing things that's going to make you happy. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I just had this conversation. Um, I think it was like the other day I was talking to one of my friends and like, she literally can't do anything alone. And it was crazy. And I'm like, girl, I, I'm like, I love being with myself, you know, and spending time like with myself. I yeah. Like and that. I'm, I'm totally I not that like person. that. I can go out to eat by myself. Like I can chill by myself all day. I never vacation by myself. Um, you know, cause I'm in a relationship, but if I, if I wasn't like, I could vacation by myself. I don't know if I could vacation by myself. I think, I, I think I could for sure. I, I definitely think yeah. I could for sure. I mean, I'm a little but scary, I, but I could vacation by myself because I think when you really get to a place where you really enjoy yourself and you really like yourself, you know, and you, and like, you kind of embrace like what you have going on. Um, yeah. it's easier for you to just chill by yourself and it's just crazy because I know a lot of people who cannot be by themselves yeah I was once that person I was very clingy I was very um I was like that but I think why I was so shocked that brings us back to like my natural hair journey is I did it for me and it was me loving me for who I am and I think that that journey just taught me so much as to who I am now as I can spend time by myself. But I always thought, I mean, I met Jamonte when I was really, really young. So it was always me and him, me and him, me and him. So now I've been, I can enjoy my own time with myself, with my thoughts, with my own energy and figure out what I'm doing. But back in the day, I couldn't. I always felt like I need to be under him. What is? What are we doing? What is he doing? What can we do together? But I think you just reach a point where you are just in tune with you and you're comfortable doing those things. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, um, Matrice, tell them, uh, you know, where they can find you, give you a chance to pub all your stuff. Yes. You can find me on my YouTube, my Instagram, my Facebook. It's all the same. It's love Tracy. I'm also on Pinterest. I do post some really good pins, know me about food or hair or working out. Um, me and Jamonte, we have our wellness page. It's called Huawei Wellness on Instagram. And our, uh, vlogging channel is called the Huawei. Um, you can find us there. So yeah, find me, talk to me, DM me. And yeah. I'll also put their, uh, information in the, um, in the episode notes, uh, in case you guys want to go out there and look, uh, my sister, she's speaking very modestly, but she's a big deal. Uh, she has a lot of followers, so she has a little, um, little crew that, um, you know, check her out. Her and Jamonte just started their, their wellness channel and things. So that's still growing. Um, they just started um, that. So definitely check it out. It's really cool. Um, I got a little something, something going on, girl. I'll be trying. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but my trees, I do want to thank you for popping in today and just having this conversation with me and joining me, um, you know, you're my sister, but you're also, you know, one of my best friends in life. Uh, I tell everybody that, you know, you were, you know, besides our parents, like you were, you know, one of my um, first reflections of what love is like uh, growing up with you. And so I'm just thankful that you decided to come on today and join me. And, um, and so let me also just tell you guys where to find me. You can find me on Twitter um, is at IJMT podcast. My Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. 
definitely follow, subscribe, like, leave me feedback. Um, if you ever DM me or things like that, you can, I always respond. And also um, on my uh, email is uh, ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, like always, I thank you guys so much for listening. Samika here and I appreciate you.